You're listening to Brand Astrology, a podcast dedicated to helping creative women build cosmically good brands. I'm your host, Lizzie Campbell, a brand strategist and designer, blogger, content creator, and coffee enthusiast. Ten years ago, I started a blog on the floor of my college dorm room and turned it into my full-time design studio and a network of over 50,000 friends and followers before my 25th birthday. And now I'm here to help you do the same. Ready to start your brand journey? Let's get to it. I'm your host, Lizzie Campbell, and today, during this last week of 2020, finally, I wanted to talk about some ways that you can set better boundaries in your creative business in 2021. Because I think we've probably all experienced those nightmare clients that think they can email or text constantly and expect immediate responses, or the ones that think you'll drop everything else to work on their project when they say to. It's super exhausting. And to be perfectly honest, working with these pain-in-the-ass clients is not why we started our own businesses, right? I mean, we wanted to have more flexibility and more freedom, not be chained down by a bunch of different annoying clients. (laughs) So I just wanted to pop in and share a few quick ways that I've learned over the past couple of years to set better boundaries and to just make things work more smoothly from the offset. So the first thing that I wanted to say, and I think I've talked about this on here before, is to choose working hours and communicate them with your clients. So these don't have to be the only hours you actually work, because if you're anything like me, if you're like focused on a project, you're probably going to work like well into the evening if you have some free time. But these are the hours when you are going to make yourself available to clients essentially so you can schedule uh, meetings during this time you can answer emails during this time they know that you know you will get back to them within these set hours on weekdays so like i chose 9 a.m to 4 p.m on weekdays and then i put this information in my email signature um so you know every time i reply to a client they see that whether or not they choose to look at it they see it it's there um, and I also, you know, communicate it to my clients with my welcome packet when they're onboarded. Um, so, you know, kind of spinning off into that, that's another really good thing to have in place to just kind of set boundaries and, and set guidelines from the offset is having a really nice, like a PDF or even just an email that, you know, kind of welcomes your client to your studio or your business, whatever it is you do. And then walks them through, you know, when and how they can get in touch with you, when they can expect updates or deliverables for their project and any other information that they need to really make your project run as smoothly as possible. So like in my welcome um, package and email that I send to my clients, you know, they get information about, again, those working hours, like this is when I will be available to you. If you need to get in contact with me, you know, you can email this email address. Don't text me or call me. If you want to have a phone call, you know, here's a link to schedule it on my calendar ahead of time. I don't, you know, answer unprompted phone calls. Here's how to give good feedback so that, you know, our our design work goes well. And, you know, it's not just like, oh, well, make it pop more. (laughs) Because if you're a designer, you know the, uh, the dreaded feedback that goes like that. But basically, it's just something that, you know, right off the bat, they have all this information. It seeks to just answer any questions they might have, like, up front so that, you know, A, they're not left wondering. Um, You know, we want our clients to be confident in, in us and be, you know, empowered and feel like they have all the knowledge up front that they need to know that they, you know, made a good choice in hiring us, basically. Um... 
but it just like helps kind of get off on the right foot helps position you as the expert and as you know the the creative director or the one that's kind of in control um and you know kind of gives them permission to sit back and let you work your magic so another thing that i would say um going along with these setting work hours is absolutely under like almost any circumstances don't answer emails after hours or on the weekends or you know if you are working at 10 p.m at night or whatever and you want to answer an email while you're thinking about it gmail i know gmail definitely does and i think you know probably a lot of other email clients have the ability to schedule um the email to send so i schedule it to send it you know at 9 a.m the next morning um so that way I can answer it and, and you know, check it off my to-do list, but they're not going to get it until, you know, working hours the next day. Because, you know, you can tell your clients all day long that you have specific working hours, but at the end of the day, you train them with your own actions. So if you regularly answer emails at 10 p.m. just because you have the time and you happen to be looking in your inbox, they're going to expect that they can email you then and get a response. Um, I know personally... I have I had a long-term client that um, I did a very poor job of setting boundaries with um, at the offset of the project because I was still fairly new. I was just starting out, um, you know, lots of other excuses. And, you know, I worked with them for quite a long time. And, and during that time, because I did such a poor job of setting these boundaries and setting these expectations, they would text me, you know, at all hours of the day, over weekends, at night, Um, They would think, you know, they would expect that they could ask for a project and I would be able to do it the next day or have it done the next day. They were, you know, not very good at communicating their needs for deliverables or, you know, communicating amongst their teams. So that would mean that I would have to make, you know, several rounds of edits afterwards just because they hadn't properly communicated all of the information to me or they hadn't communicated amongst themselves. So they didn't know, like, you know, what information needed to be included in the design it was really, really exhausting and frustrating and, you know, a relatively small project kind of turned into a huge uh, mental, emotional drain for me because of that. And it was one of those things that like at every turn, I could see exactly how failing to set these boundaries was setting myself up for failure, basically. Um, But at the at that point, I felt like it was too late. You know, I'd already said, yes, you can text me. Yes, you can. You know, I can do that for you tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. So I felt like I couldn't, um, you know, go back on it and say like, okay, actually, sorry, you need to email me and I'm not going to answer you right away and you need to give me a week's turnaround time. Um, in all actuality, I probably could have and should have done that and either they would have said okay or they would have said no, we're not good with that, we'll find somebody else, in which case either way my problem was solved, um, but I just didn't. So it's always, always, always easier to set these boundaries and these expectations ahead of time than it is to try to course correct afterwards. So I would just say to do your best to set these up, you know, at the beginning of each project. Another thing that I like to do now is to utilize a calendar scheduler like Acuity. That's uh, A-C-U-I-T-Y. I think it's included in Squarespace now. And that way you have more control over, you know, when people are able to schedule a time with you. You know, you can block off as much time as you want. If you have other things going on, you can set it to, you know, only certain days or certain like time frames. I know some people like to schedule all of their meetings on one day a week. Personally, that overwhelms me (laughs) and I don't have that many meetings anyway. So I just kind of let it go um, all week and see what happens. But basically, um, you know, you have complete control over it. You can, you know, set 
a setting so that people can't schedule a meeting the same day. So if somebody, you know, emails you or if an inquiry reaches out to you and you send them the link at nine in the morning, they still can't schedule um, a meeting, you know, that day. Some people don't care, but like I, I don't, I like to set up what I'm doing each day and I don't like that to get like thrown off with an unexpected call. Um, so I like to have that. I like to utilize that setting. You can also like program in to give you like buffer times in between each, um, each meeting. So if, you know, if you happen to have multiple meetings back to back, you can program in like half an hour or 15 minutes in between. So in case your meeting goes, you know, a little bit over, or if you just want to like take a breath and recoup in between calls, like I do, then you can have that kind of buffer time as well. And, you know, it's so, so much easier than going back and forth with people trying to determine availability, you know, oh, I'm available uh, Monday and Tuesday. Oh, no, those don't work for me. What about Thursday next week? Oh, well, I have this in the morning. (laughs) Like, it's so annoying. Um, So it's so much easier to just say, okay, here's a link to my calendar. You can schedule it right there. And then, you know, it's automatically translated to their time zone. So there's no confusing, you know, oh, wait, what time zone are you in? Do you mean, you know, my time or your time? It automatically calculates it and tells us both exactly which correct time to be there. Um, It makes sure that I have all the information I need to connect with them. So, you know, it's not realizing at the last minute, oh my gosh, I never got your, you know, cell phone or I never got your, you know, whatever it is that you're going to call them with. It's all just there on your calendar and it's just so much more convenient. (laughs) So another thing that I would suggest is to take your work email off your phone or at the very least like mute the notifications from it after hours. This is something that I'm going to work on a lot next year because you know even though I now do my best to not answer any emails at night or on the weekends, there still have been plenty of times where like I get an email from a client at like 9 p.m. and I open it just because it's there because it popped up on my phone and it like totally ruins my evening, you know, depending on, you know, maybe they weren't happy with something or they, you know, need a bunch of changes or something like that. Then, you know, even though I'm not going to answer it, it's still kind of like ruined my whole day just because I read it at 9 p.m. and now I'm like mad and or stressed out or whatever. I've avoided doing this so far just because I am a person that feels like I need to know like every email that I get, I need to like be aware of exactly what's going on at all times. So I'm afraid, you know, if I took my work email or my business email off my phone, I would miss something important, you know. But, you know, like I said, more often than not, just there's nothing that important that can't wait till the next morning. And more often than not, it just kills my vibe. <laughs> it's when I'm constantly seeing these things while I'm trying to relax. And I try to remind myself, you know, when I had previous nine to five jobs, I signed out of my inbox or my computer at 5 p.m. and I didn't think about it at all until the next morning. And I know it feels a little bit different or a lot different maybe when you're running your own business because, you know, I think there's a level of disconnect or at least there should be a a healthy level of disconnect when you have a 9 to 5 job. You can just be like, this is... This is not my problem personally. I'm going to turn this off and whatever it is will be waiting for me in the morning. Um, and But to a certain extent, I would say you maybe sort of need to adopt that same feeling for your own business. I mean, obviously it's it's more personal and everything is down to you, but again, like there's very few um <laughs> true emergencies in this kind of situation. Like when you it's highly unlikely that you're going to run into something that's such an emergency or so urgent that it can't wait until the morning. 
And if that's the case, then they can text you or call you. My personal motto is, or, or you know, I always say that if you don't have my phone number or if you don't have a way to contact me beyond emailing me, then no matter what your problem is, it is not going to be an emergency that's that urgent to me. <laughs> Basically, if if you don't have my other contact information, you're not an important enough priority to warrant an emergency at 11 p.m. on a Thursday night. You know what I mean? That sounds kind of harsh, but that's just kind of like how I frame it in my head. If the only way you have to get in contact with me is an email, then it can probably wait until 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. And the final thing that I would say um, to, you know, set better boundaries next year is to raise your rates. I feel like this is basically my go-to advice for everything, and we're going to be talking more in depth about it in a little bit. But basically, when you raise your rates and you, you know, you charge what you're worth, you will automatically weed out a certain more difficult kind of clientele. So it's been my experience that, you know, when I charged lower rates or when I gave discounts, those clients ended up being like the nightmare ones that always wanted more and more and more. It's kind of like that book, um, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. So if you give a client, you know, any leeway, they're going to expect you to design all sorts of out of scope stuff for them or, you know, whatever. But when you raise your rates and you provide a premium experience, you will attract these premium clients who see you as the expert And they're going to be more than willing to sit back and kind of let you take creative control because, you know, they're paying you a good sum to do this for them. They don't want to be the ones in charge. Whereas, you know, oftentimes when you charge very low amounts, you get these what we call pixel pushers that basically just want somebody to, you know, oh, move that to the left a little bit. Oh, maybe move it up. Make it a little bit smaller. (laughs) Like, you know, those micromanager kind of clients. I know you know what I'm thinking of. That's definitely not unique to the design field. Um, That's just like the experience that I have, but that is broadly across any creative service-based business. I think, you know, charging more, raising your rates, you're going to get a better level of clientele. Now, obviously that's not, it's not a fix-all problem. You're not going to, you know, you're going to still potentially run into clients that are super picky or micromanagers, even if they are paying you a lot more. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit Uh, about like red flags to watch out for in clients um, I think in a few weeks here Um, but that's just something that you know the raising your rates can be like a good like initial filter but you still have to like trust your gut and see like is this person going to drive me insane (laughs) or are they going to be a good um, a good client so you know it's something that comes with the territory it's something that you'll learn throughout you know over time but again raising your rates charging that premium price for a for a matching experience you can't just charge more and not give more (laughs) in you know in a way but um charging that premium price will get you premium clients who just want you to be the creative expert and that's what we're after at the end of the day so i hope that that some of those quick tips were helpful to you um I hope that you can, you know, kind of start setting those boundaries in your creative business. I know personally, like when I, when I got more strict about my own boundaries and my own, you know, client boundaries and things like that, that's when things really, really like looked up for me, I guess. (laughs) Um, That's when I stopped, you know, dreading working with certain clients. It's when I felt in control and I felt like the expert um, and the boss in my business and not the other way around, I guess. So I think, you know, taking that step was a really good 
uh, way to get yourself started off on the right foot in 2021 and, you know, moving forward. So, so hopefully, you know, those things help and yeah, that's all I have for you. So I will see you here next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Brand Astrology. Be sure to follow along on Instagram at asteriastudio.co and find us online at www.asteriastudio.co. Links are in the description. And if you're enjoying the show, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts, or just shared the show with someone who might like it. See you next week!